Hi there. Welcome back to another episode with your host, Haley, at the Chaotic Witchy Mama podcast. And today, I look forward to talking about harvesting plants from your garden and or wild foraging plants to use in your magical or medicinal practices. Because around here, we try to do things as holistically as possible. And we also try to do that without spending money or with spending the least amount of money as possible. The easiest place to start is your own front yard or backyard. What kind of quote unquote weeds are growing in your yard that might actually help you medicinally? And the best place to start is probably your yard. Figure out what you have growing in your yard that has been deemed weeds and undesirable and figure out if they have any medicinal or magical property. For example, dandelions have been labeled as weeds and undesirable and everybody wants to get them out of their yard because they're just so awful. But I a thousand percent disagree. They are medicinally a natural diuretic. They're good for heart health. They help lower blood pressure. And that list goes on and on. Also, dandelions historically have been used in divination, wishes, and calling upon spirits. You can dry the roots, roast them, and drink them similar to how you would drink coffee. And doing that, it promotes psychic powers. The same tea has also been used to be placed near your bed to call in spirits. And I am reading from the Encyclopedia Magical Herbs from Scott Cunningham right now, by the way. Also, please don't only use this book as a reference. I have the Scott Cunningham book. I also have the Master Book of Herbalism from Paul Barrel. I have no idea how to pronounce this guy's name, but this is my real go-to, okay? This one is an amazing book, and it's quite old. <laughs> anyway, with that said, um, get magical references, get medicinal references. I'm in a whole different room, but here's a really nice medicinal reference. The Lost Book of Herbal Remedies by Nicole and Claude. I can't pronounce their last names if my life depended on it, but this is a really, really good medicinal plant book to use. But the point here is to cross-reference, cross-reference some more, and then use your own personal intuition on plants. Then you can start venturing outside of your yard and go for walks down the street. You can find a lot of local plants that you can collect and gather on, on the side of the road, like thistle and morning glories are really popular around where I am right now. I also need to say that as you venture out, you go through walks in your neighborhood, you can go through local parks, finding stuff that you can collect, um, bring yourself a jar or a basket or something to collect everything, but you also need a plant identifier, whether it's a book or you can use your phone. I have a couple apps on my phone. I take a picture to see what it is to make sure it is, at the very least, Safe to touch, safe to pick up, because you don't want to go grabbing things that you don't know. You don't want to get rashes or worse. 
especially if you plan on ingesting them, you really, really need to make sure you know what you're getting yourself into. You need to know that what you're eating or making teas out of or whatever is safe to use because we don't need any any accidents. Like wild foraging, don't die. But if you are 100% sure of what you're collecting is safe, go ahead and collect it and use it however you see fit, as long as it's safe. <laughs> So at this point, we've collected some herbs. We know that they're safe to handle. We know that they're safe to ingest. And we probably know at least a couple of medicinal purposes for it, especially if we're looking up if it's safe to ingest. I choose not to look up magical properties for the herbs that I choose to collect while I'm out and about because I want to spend time with that herb and decide for myself what I think that it should be used for. And more often than not, you might be surprised how accurate you might be on its magical purposes without even looking it up. Because these plants really do, especially like if you can read the energy, these plants really do give off the energies for the most part that they are said or that they're associated with. And there's a reason for that. But getting to know the plants before you look up their magical properties, for me, helps build a bond with the plant spirit. It helps you learn your intuition better, especially when you do finally look it up later and you figure out you're right. And then you get confidence and feeling like, yeah, I know I know that I felt that energy right. I don't think I felt that energy. I know I felt that energy because then I looked it up and it was like, yeah, that's right. <laughs> And even if the association does not match up online versus what you felt, still go with your intuition, still go with what you felt because all of the associations do not have to match the internet. And even with that, it not lining up with the main association, it still might match some associations anyway because a lot of these plants and herbs have more than one association. Some of them have quite a lot of magical associations. So, if you just keep digging, you might still be right anyway. And you just might be somebody who's drawn to the less popular associations of specific plants. I somehow tend to fall into that category where I use, you know, a lot of the same herbs as a lot of people, but I don't use it for its most popular association. I use it for a slightly lesser known or sometimes a lot lesser known associations. And sometimes they're associations that, like I said, you can find. They're just a little harder to find because it's less popular and trendy. Or it's just I made it up myself and it feels right for me. And if it works for me, then it works. <laughs> and that's what you need to remember with your magic too. If it works for you, then it works. And never forget to just have fun. Like, you don't have to be super rigid and super strict. And don't get me wrong, being rigid and strict sometimes is necessary. But so is just having a good time. And like finding magic spells and watching YouTube videos and listening to podcasts. And all of that is great for inspiration. But that's just it. It should all just be inspiration and everything or at least almost everything that you do should have some sort of personal touch, at least 
in my opinion. I feel like my workings are more powerful when I touch it up. Add a little bit of the Haley Sparkle Dust on it. <laughs> Just go with the flow. Do whatever feels right. Make all of your spells intuitively. Um, write it down. You should, especially if you're doing it intuitively. Write down what you did so you know what you did. So you can reflect on that later because that is also important is reflecting back on the stuff that you've been doing and you've done and you can see what worked, what didn't, what has changed, what sticks, um, you know, all that. Also, I've said it before, I need to say it again, always do your own research. This is always just a discussion about my personal experiences, my practices, my journey, what has worked for me so far. And if something sounds like it might align for you, cool. Take whatever works for you. And if not, that is perfectly fine too. And that's part of what makes witchcraft so magical. And any type of spiritual practices is that you can craft it into whatever you want it to look like. Crafting and magic are practices that you can keep working on again and again until you get it right. And if you don't get right or can't figure one particular practice out, off to the next one. Try something else. See if something else works for you. Speaking of crafting things into your own magical practices, while you're out harvesting all of these plants, make sure you also figure out how to get the seeds from some of these flowers so you can then plant those in your own garden and or anywhere on the side of the road. I actually like to go sprinkle seeds on the side of the road sometimes just to add some, uh, some wildlife to our modern street. But anyway, yeah, collect seeds and plant some things that you know you want to work with, that you want to have in your own yard, that you want to have time and experiences with. And if not getting the seeds, a lot of them can be propagated, which means you can cut off a leaf or stem, take it home, and put it in either a cup of water or straight into the dirt, and it will start to root. And then you can plant a little uh, copied version of what it is that you just brought home and that, that you want to work with. Like you can do this with mint and sage and lavender. You can propagate it. AKA, bring it home from somewhere that you found it and start growing it from there. And with the bringing home of the seeds or the plants, you can also include your kids with that one. Kids tend to like learning those things and getting their hands dirty. It's fun, it's exciting. You could teach them, you can give them a little shovel, teach them how to dig something out by the root, something that they thought was pretty. Let them dig it up, let them bring it home, and let them bury it in your backyard and let them water it and try growing it from there on. And now they've got their own little garden that they made all by themselves and they will have a sense of accomplishment and a magical sense of wonder within the world and with the plants that they have collected and have bonded with. And I really, really believe that. Like, my son, he walks around like, the earth I love the earth it's earth day we gotta be nice to the earth he's so smart yes yes we do and we need a lot of kids to figure that one out so 
let's get on this, pagan parents. Let's get our kids learning. Okay, y'all, that's about all I have time for today. I could probably go on and on about foraging and just hanging out outside and planting and gardening and all that jazz with the kids, but I'm tired. It's getting late. And I should have done Ben had this posted already, but I'm a slacker and I'm chaotic and I don't always get things done as quickly and efficiently as I would like and that's part of being a parent but whatever at least it's getting done today it's still considered on time I'm not doing it a day late a book short like I did a few weeks ago just late in the day so please forgive me for that life's hard as a chaotic witchy parent so yeah I hope everybody has a great week and I look forward to seeing y'all next time or hearing from y'all next time hit me up here on my podcast tiktok instagram youtube all at the chaotic witchy mama you can also email me at the chaotic witchy mama at gmail.com thank you i hope y'all have a magical week and bye bye now See you next time.